Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dobry večer and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Doe. Hello and welcome to the Bohemian Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Coleman, here in Prague along with a long-lost friend and fellow podcast partner, Travis J. Dow. Trav? Hey, how's it going? So, Trav, you are actually in town. You're not in the States right now. You're here in my living room, which is scary in itself. I'm glad you're having a lucid day, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like old times. We're doing a show of Christmas, on the doorstep of Christmas. We are just a few weeks away from the big day here in Prague. And uh, you're just in town visiting for a little bit. You'll be heading back out. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we could do this podcast together, just like, like old times, right? <laughs> no, I, no, it's great being back. It's awesome, especially Christmas time. It's been years since I've been here in Christmas. Yeah. Could you put down the vodka bottle for just a few minutes while we do the show? Is that possible? No promises. <laughs> okay, no promises is right. Well, you know, we are just on the doorstep of Christmas season here in Czechia. And we start to begin our annual celebrations of saints and folk tales. Christmas carp and present giving. And oh yeah, ghosts and demons. That's what we're talking about today, buddy. Ghosts and demons. I got socks today. Okay. Um, is that kind of like a... <laughs> oh, you really, you really got socks as a pre-Christmas present? Oh, he's going to go get them. Oh, here we go. This is why we don't do shows together anymore, folks. This is, this is it. This is it. It's kind of like, you know, having an idiot savant on the show. You, you actually got Argyle socks. You're showing me Argyle socks. That is the worst Christmas gift ever. <laughs> well, okay, it's all right. Look at that. So, so who, who, old buddy of this gave you these? Yeah, Better Pete and uh, his wife, uh, Steph, gave me some, some socks for Christmas. As a traveler, that's actually a really good gift, actually, because yeah. otherwise it would get kind of smelly in here. So <laughs> okay. you're welcome. Okay, per- perfect. Well, you know, from socks to demons, I don't know if there's a transition in there someplace, but you can look for it. Um, we, 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 it's on you. <laughs> that's on me. I don't know if I'm going to edit that out. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of things that come to mind when you talk about Christmas in Czechia. And, of course, we mentioned some of those things, Christmas, carp, and the, odd, the oddities that are there with that, and you know, the importance of Christmas Eve and, and all the legends. But something that you can also draw a comparison to in Great Britain and a few other old, old places uh, with their Christmas traditions that are they're heavy in, in their culture is dealing with, like, ghost stories. That's something that um, for you know, a lot of Americans and maybe other folks around the world, they're like, wow, that doesn't really fit. That's, that's a Halloween thing. But for centuries, this is the darkest time of year. And because of that, 
you know, we do have that light when it comes into the Christmas season and the, and the, the story of the birth of Jesus and to kind of bring in that light with candles and ceremonies and masses. But there's also that darker side that people would tell ghost stories and witches stories and, and things that go bump in the night. And one thing that comes to mind during the Christmas season is the legend of Krampus. So Travis, you were brought up in in Munich, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, before you moved back to the states, so what was that like in Munich, as far as the, the Krampus legend? Um, so Krampus is more like the from the sticks and the Alpine kind of neighborhoods, um, but there was also I'm trying to remember the Bavarian version of it. But um, yeah, there's always there's there's the Santa Claus's bad side. So while in the States, you might get coal in your stockings. Um, these kind of Austrian Alpine communities would create this anthropomorphic figure, a claw-scratching, goat-horned demon to wander villages in the dark of night, perhaps to scare and entertain bored snowbound villagers. But this, of course, would later become the figure of Krampus with his cramping or claw-like hands. Seasons. Yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting. You and I went down to Old Town, Prague, just the other night, when your first night here or so, and we went to dinner, and I said, hey, you know, let's just go down to Old Town and see on the eve of St. Nicholas that uh, maybe there's something going on down there. And, of course, there were kids wearing little devil horns, and, and uh, um, uh, we didn't see any 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 Krampuses. Krampuses? What was the plural? Was the one. What was the plural, plural of uh, Krampus? Krampi? Krampine. <laughs> Krampine people. The cramp- Krampuses, and we didn't see any Krampodes uh, walking around, um, or St. Nicholas's, or angels. We were there too early, I guess. Uh, but what happens usually here in Czechia is that you'll have a person with a long beard, looks like Santa Claus with a, with a bishop uh, uh, headwear and, and uh, robes, being flanked by an angel that's giving mm-hmm. out candy or little toys, and then flanked by the other person, by um, a, uh, a carrot, what we call a kurt, right? Uh, uh, a, a devil in, in mm-hmm. Czech. And that person is supposed to be somewhat of a Krampus-like figure. But as time has gone by the past few years, the Krampus idea here in Czechia has really kind of really kind of come into its own. So now you're seeing not just like a, a person, you know, painting his face black and having like, uh, you know, little, little horns on their heads, you know, and being somewhat cartoonish, um, but actually looking like a goat figure, scary Halloween figure, uh, monster-like that does go around scaring kids. So uh, I guess there's kind of a, a big push for more of a Krampus sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, figure in the Christmas time. Well, the, the Dutch have the Svartepate. There is kind of parallels in other uh, European communities. Um, you know, in American culture, this is the big no-no that you just you don't even play around with because there's so much negative things of what we call blackface or menstrual right. shows, right? Back in our, unfortunately, in our history. and But here, that's not how it's played out. People usually, this is a very homogeneous culture here in Czechia. Uh, a lot of uh, white folks, you could say, but... With that being said, they paint their face black to be to be Black Pete. Um, because it's a totally different history. They're not actually pretending to be like Africans. Right. They're chimney sweeps. You know how Santa Claus comes through the chimney? That That is related, like the chimney sweep. So they'd actually be wear, uh, carrying the... Um, what's the guy from Mary Poppins? You know, they'd be carrying the... the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the big uh, toilet brush kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just soot on their face. It's not any kind of like racial connotations at all. So it's, it's acceptable. 
But you know, that's something as a foreigner, as a tourist, you come to and going, uh oh, this is um, yeah. this isn't kosher. This isn't good. Uh, but get keep that in mind that that's what it is. But you're going to see, you know, that triumphant walking around, but you also see the the Krampus walking around as well, really kind of going over the top. But it, it's not, of course, just in Czech Republic. It's also throughout Austria and in Germany. Um, the the German aspect of things is kind of um, big when it comes to, to Krampus because you would have St. Nicholas's Night, right, which is the eve of the 5th going into the 6th. And in the morning on the 6th of St. Uh, Nicholas Day, you will have um, nuts and candies and maybe a toy or something left by St. Nicholas, right, waiting for you when you wake up in the morning. I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but yeah, so when I, when I was a kid in Munich, we would leave our boots outside the front door. I don't, is this a, I, I, definitely a German thing. I always, I asked uh, like Northern Germans too, but you, you leave your uh, boots outside the front door and then in the morning it would be filled with, it's the same idea of a stocking, like stocking stuffers. It'd be like little toys and kinder surprise eggs and, and uh, chocolate and that kind of thing. Yeah. If you were good, if bad, you just would be disappeared. You'd wake up in a burlap sack. <laughs> yeah, so, so that, that is part of the German tradition of, of, of seeing this. And uh, you know, we'll get a little bit to the, the Krampus uh, run, which is a, uh, a thing that happens in Munich. You know, it's been happening for many, many yep. years. Uh, we'll get to that later on in the show tonight. But uh, let's talk about St. Nicholas for a minute, because we just talked about you know, the, the candies and stuff left. It's, it's you know, several weeks before Christmas, but this is something the kids kind of look forward to as part of their Advent you know, going celebration from the 1st of December. And um, you know, St. Nicholas was an interesting character, one of my favorite uh, characters, religious characters in history. You know, he lived around the 3rd or 4th century as a bishop born in Greece, but preached most of his, his tenure in Turkey. And was he was known as a firebrand of Christian methods and faith and doxology. He was a, a one of my favorite stories ever. Um, it was more of a of a real story that of him losing his temper at the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Nicaea in, in 325. And if you can imagine this, here's a group of people coming together, a group of bishops from all around the Christian world at the time, around the Mediterranean, and coming together saying, How are we going to put things together so we can preach the word, but on the same tone? Right, mm-hmm. and one of the biggest problems of that of that council was, what is the Holy Trinity? What does mm-hmm. that mean? It's hard to wrap your head around it, right? So you've got this one guy coming up from, uh, I believe, from Egypt, a bishop from Egypt coming up, Arius. Arius, yeah. that's right. And he says, you know what? I think Jesus was this, but he's not God, and he's not the Holy Ghost. God like. He's God like, yeah. maybe. Um, and everyone's listening attentively. They're, they're being respectful. And as as he's going on and on about this is not how it should be, that there's not a Holy Trinity together in the same level, Nicholas is getting more and more upset. <laughs> you know, you, you can imagine a cartoon figure where, the, where the, the, the anger of the red face just kind of goes all the way up to the top of his head, right? Well, he gets to that point where he stands up, walks across the room, and gives him a full slap across the face. Everybody, you could just suck the air out of the room, okay? There's like, there's, everyone's like, <gasps> right? Even sitting there is Emperor Constantine. Now, you're not supposed to slap anybody in front of the emperor. That's a no-no. So they take him away. They take his, his, his bishopric things off, his, his robe off. They chain him down in a dungeon downstairs until the council's finished, and then they decide what to do with him. Um, later on, they decided that he was right. The church would go with the the, uh, the Council of Nicaea would go with the idea of the Holy Trinity, and of course, if you if you're a practicing Christian, you you know this pretty well by heart, especially in the, in the Catholic Church, the Nicene Creed, and that's 
basically because of the temper tantrum <laughs> that St. Nicholas had in, in, this, in this council. Um, so, you know, I would call it an ecumenical beatdown that led to, um, you know, a, a staple of the church. And that all came from St. Nicholas. But there's another legend that's not so much on a religious basis about gift giving that deals with St. Nicholas, Travis. And you might know this about the three sisters. So there's another story, which is that um, these three sisters, which were kind of uh, in, a, in, a, well, in a tight situation where um, if they couldn't survive by normal means, they would have probably had to go into prostitution. And so St. Nicholas, you know, one after the other kind of gave them money, uh, you know, gold and, and gifts and whatnot so that they could be more independent and not have to uh, choose that path, which, yeah, it's a, that's uh, definitely nice. Yeah. You know, he's a, pa- he's a patron saint of a lot of people, uh, I think even sailors, but, mainly, but we mainly know him as a patron saint of children. And so um, that kind of all comes together. And if you were to fast forward to 1825, I believe, is when the St. Nicholas um, uh, figure that we know today as Santa Claus uh, came, into, came into play. So he's already been kind of around, but the, the, the beginnings of this deal with a real bishop. And you'll see him walking around Prague, especially this time of season, around uh, the 5th and the 6th. Uh, pretty important. So dealing with the devils and the dark things that come with the bump in the night, so to speak, in this time of year, uh, you also get something called Christmas fairy tales on television here in Czech Republic. And some of the, the, the fairy tales are um, based on um, your writers from Czechia at a certain time in the 19th century. Božna Nimsova uh, was born in the early 19th century, and she was from a very small village in, in uh, I believe, southern Bohemia. And um, she, became famous, fa- she became famous for her written work inspired by her grandmother and all the stories she told her about her small village. And one of those stories uh, is, is translated in English as, There's No Joking with Devils, uh, or other base fairy tales that's been renamed as The Devil's Little Brother-in-Law. And uh, Travis, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that uh, fairy tale because uh, it's very well known to a lot of Czechs here. Yeah, so the, the story goes that um, Pete, uh, Peter's greedy stepmother, kind of steals everything from her stepson, kind of a, a, a known trope, I suppose, like Cinderella, but sure. different. Um, so Peter meets two daughters of a local duke. He falls in love with one of them, but she is very proud, and Peter means nothing to her. And the second daughter, Adelka, is, however, kind and humble and falls in love with Peter. Peter meets a devil, and together they decide to kind of go after and punish the evil ones. A lot of these stories, Travis, might sound a little familiar to some of our uh, listeners out there that uh, supported our show by buying our book, The Curious Czech Christmas, that we published a couple years ago. And we got a lot of this stuff in there. So again, uh, if you really want to support the show, the Bohemian Podcast, or all of our endeavors here on Podcastnik, um, yeah, go go to Amazon and buy the book. And as a matter of fact, we'll go to that uh, little um, little break right now about the book and where you can get it. Hey, Trav, did you know Christmas is coming up? Wow, Pete, is that true? It sure is. And you know what would make the perfect stocking stuffer? I do. The Curious Czech Christmas Book from the Bohemian Podcast. Our book really puts you in the Christmas mood, especially for our listeners feeling a bit homesick for the Czech Republic this holiday season. Curious Czech Christmas is full of illustrations, Czech Christmas legends, traditions, and even your favorite Czech Christmas recipes. You can help out the Bohemian Podcast by stopping by Amazon and picking up a Curious Czech Christmas today. Remember, you can order the English version from Amazon Marketplace worldwide. Merry Christmas, Trav. Vesely Vanotze, Pete. 
Okay, so again, you know, that book is available on Amazon, and you, the link will be in the show notes, of course, in the description uh, that we have, and you can take a look at that. Or you can go to behemican.com to take a look at that, uh, uh, as well as our shop, our shop that we have online, which is called podcastnickshop.com. And uh, there's a lot of things that you can look there to help support all of our shows. And we got a ton of shows that are podcast-related, audio podcast-related, as well as YouTube. Past Access is one of them that we're working on, of course, right now. So getting back to the show and back to Krampus. Uh, Krampus is, I mean, there have been some movies lately that were horror movies. <laughs> I probably wouldn't recommend, you know, from the from the American side of things. They're, they're, they were kind of bad to begin with, but they're kind of gruesome and, and where Krampus would do more things than just putting a kid in a knapsack and taking him away. It was more gruesome than that. But, you know, um, we talked about you growing up in Munich, Travis, and there is a run. I guess we can call it a fun run, right? Mm-hmm. But this fun run goes on, it had gone on for 500 years. And if you ever go to Munich, you might see a bunch of people around the December 5th and going to the 6th running through the city. And it used to be somewhat rowdy, but it's a little bit more low-key now. You know, can you tell us about that? Well, I mean, that, that's basically it. I guess the, the, the key is that it used to be more rowdy. That's uh, back in the day. So at the uh, Munich Christkindlmarkt, which is still a really famous um, Christmas market that I would go to every year when I was a kid, basically. Um, now it's kind of tamed down. But back in the day, uh, there would be this kind of uneasy feeling of chaos as people would just be knocked down, kids scared to tears, and some damage done to local buildings. But it's much tamer today. It's kind of dressed up for tourists. The dressed up Christmas hooligans are now just more, you know, for entertainment. Yeah. Travis, you and I have kind of gone from one, one German town to another, uh, you know, in our, in our travels, especially when you lived here in Europe. Um, and, you know, Nuremberg's got a great Christmas market. Dresden's got a great Christmas market. Vienna, of course. Um, I think what Stuttgart's got some something good. Uh, Regensburg, I think, has got a very small one that's nice. I, I just hit the Leipzig. In the Leipzig, Leipzig is really nice. Of course, you have Prague, and even in the Czech Republic, Olomouc is a beautiful Christmas market um, that uh, really kind of puts you into the spirit of the Christmas season. So, if you do get a chance to come here to Czechia and uh, get to experience the Christmas season, I don't think any of you would really, really forget it. It doesn't matter if there's a Krampus walking around or Saint Nicholas or the angel or the devil. Um, you can still kind of get in here and, and get that that feeling of Christmas, the old world type of Christmas that you probably read about if you're from other parts of the world. Travis, what are some of the interesting things that you like about the Christmas season here in Czech Republic? I mean, it's it's got to be the markets. It's got to be the uh, the glue vine because it's so it's freezing cold. Obviously, it's like you know sub zero temperatures, well sub zero Celsius or centigrade. Um, so there's that. There's that hot mead, there's that uh, glue vine, there's that grog, which is like something with rum heated up. It's all these things. So, so public intoxication, I suppose, is the, the short of what I'm trying to get to. Um, but no, there's like all these Christmas treats that are regional. So I was in, in Hamburg, and you might find totally different foods than are in Leipzig, which is, you know, more kind of Saxony and, and former East Germany. And um, Hamburg is obviously at the you know far north North Sea coast more or less, and Munich you'll get a whole nother vibe. Nuremberg is is more you know Franconia, and then Czech Republic it's again you, you like the the Turdelnik and the the classic like all of them you might get waffles and crepes and yeah. and those kind of things, um, <clears throat> warm things for cold nights more or less um, in Leipzig and Hamburg. So here too to some degree, but in Leipzig and Hamburg you'd get. 
um, if you if you do buy a glue vine, there's like a deposit, like three euros or whatever, and you get this really nice like pottery cup, which you could just choose to not pay the, the deposit and right, keep for right. three three mark uh, three euros. And they do that on purpose, like they're well done, and you can just keep it as a souvenir. And they all kind of have the name of the town and whatever, like Kuskendelmarkt in in right. Munich. A lot. So the smaller Christmas markets and villages will often have like homemade crafts and leatherworking and lace and you know beautiful painted whatevers. And um, no two Christmas markets are quite the same. And even over the decades, they've changed a lot. You'll you'll see different stuff. You know, Christmas ornaments or um, those, I, don't, I haven't even seen them now, but in Germany you'd get um, this kind of wooden thing with candles where the candles turn a propeller and that turns, in, you know, has it's the whole carousel scene of the nativity scene on one side and then the, the um, three wise men on another level and the shepherds and animals go all hand carved or, you know, at least, you know, kind of woodworked out of wood. And um, when I was a kid, we'd buy them for American tourists and now they've gotten so expensive over the years. Yeah, you know, and the, the other thing too is that you'll, you'll notice if you travel through Europe, especially if you go into the Nordic countries, you go into Sweden and, uh, and you'll see that, you know, St. Lu- Lucia, uh, that day is coming up soon next week, I believe, for us. Um, and uh, we, we do celebrate it here. But, you know, we also have some strange traditions. Uh, if you've ever seen, like, these, these old medieval plague doctors with the, with the stork faces, you know, kind of, those folks do come around your house from time to time during the, uh, the, the, the saint's name days. Um, St. Barbara, I think that's what happens here. Um, they come around knocking on your door. <laughs> Can you imagine getting scared for that too? So between the ghouls and goblins and the ghost stories and those guys with the, the big beaks coming around to, to knock on your door in the middle of the night, uh, you would kind of think this is more of a Halloween feel. Don't worry. The Christmas season does come, come across and there'll be a lot of talk about certain things. The Santa Claus, you know, Chris Kringle sort of, you know, idea is not so much a check thing. It's all about baby Jesus and, uh, you know, even for people that don't believe here, which, again, this is one of the more atheist countries in all of the EU, um, but the religious background is so big in Czech Republic that it's hard to skate away from some of this stuff, uh, the religious nature. Um, the Christmas masses here are absolutely beautiful. There are so mm. many wonderful churches here to really put you in the Christmas mood, uh, especially if you're a practicing Christian to go through. And of course, you know, we didn't even touch a little bit on the Jewish traditions of Hanukkah. Um, there are some amazing synagogues, and um, Prague is also a, a wonderful place for pilgrimages uh, for people of the Jewish faith that, that can come all around the world to come through here to see part of the little part of town called Yosefov which is right by the Vltava River here in Prague, that uh, you'd have the, the old new synagogue and you'll have you know, the, the, the Jewish cemetery there as well. So you can kind of get the whole holiday season uh, encapsulated here in Prague if you ever want to come this direction. Well, Travis and I want to thank you for joining us on this Bohemian podcast. We haven't done too many of these in 2019, and it's not because we're not busy. We are super busy doing a lot of other projects and getting into the YouTube world. Uh, the past Access show, the one where I'm in a wheelchair going around all of different places around Europe uh, with historical backgrounds, you know, uh, is keeping us pretty busy. I've, I think I've done something like seven cities this year. So um, that's been busy, and the production value on that is 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 heavy. So uh, it takes a lot of time to get these things together and the scripts together. But we do want to get out more shows on the Bohemian podcast. We are still alive. We are still broadcasting with this. And I know Travis is also getting very busy, too, with all his works that he's got going on. I think the secret cap- cabinet is something you've been working on lately, too, hasn't it, Ben? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we've actually been really busy. So there's, there's also the podcast like YouTube channel and podcast. Um, they're both a little bit different. So, you know, check them both out. Um, all of that's on podcastnick.com. Secret Cabinet has kind of taken off in an in yeah, a interesting yeah. way. So um, I guess some of you have probably heard of it. But otherwise, yeah, go check out The Secret Cabinet, um, which I, we can't even talk about that. It's kind of R-rated, some of those topics. <laughs> um, it's not for kids. <laughs> yeah, maybe not, not, not the best for a Christmas episode. But yeah, um, you know, it's all fun. It's all academic. It's all real history. And we try to keep it clean, even though some of the topics are not. But that's, that's the way uh, human nature goes. Um, but yeah, for all that and all the rest of our shows, check out podcastnick.com. Very nice. And again, we'll make one last plug before we go because it's the season and I don't think you want to really buy a Christmas book somewhere in January, February. So here it is. The Curious Check Christmas by Peter Coleman and Travis J. Dow is out there on Amazon. You can go look at it at Amazon DE. If you're in Germany, you can take a look at it on, on, on Amazon in UK as well as .com. Uh, in the States and in Canada uh, to take a look at uh, what we have with it. You can get the download if you want to your Kindle or your other reading, e-reading devices. Uh, you can do that or you can get the book sent out to you. I think it takes about three weeks or two weeks or something. Um, so maybe a good time to do that now and, and know a little bit more about what's going on during the Christmas season here in Prague and in the Czech Republic. So once again, thank you so much for listening. If you want to take a look at more about what we're doing, go to bohemican.com, go to pastaccess.com, go to podcastnic.com. You can get all of our great information about what Travis and I are up to lately. So until next time, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and also a Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2020. You have been listening to the Bohemican Podcast with Pete Coleman and Travis Dawn. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.